Welcome to Washington Execs Givers of GovCon podcast series, where we highlight the philanthropic efforts within the government contracting community and speak to the leaders spearheading them. Over the next weeks, you'll hear us talk with givers of all kinds as we dig deeper into how and why they're giving back. So thanks for tuning in and enjoy this next episode of Givers of GovCon. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Givers of GovCon. I'm Amanda Ziede with Washington Exec, and our guest today is Kirk Winmuller, Senior Manager for Business Development for Avantis Federal. Thanks so much for joining us today, Kirk. Thanks, Amanda. Appreciate you having me on. Of course. So I'd like to start by asking about your passion for advocating for transitioning military veterans. I understand that you're an Army veteran with over 22 years of service. So tell us a bit about your passion for this particular cause. This all started when I was in about my 21st year of service, and I decided that it was time to retire and kind of move on and do something else. As soon as I hit the send button on my retirement packet, I was like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> it was one of those you know, moments when you realize like, uh, you're going to be unemployed in about a year if you don't get your button motion. So I spent the next year figuring out the transition process and trying to figure out what I wanted to do next and all these big issues you know, that, that veterans are faced with when their time in uniform is up. And that's a time that comes for all of us eventually. So it's something that most of us don't think about up until the last minute. I've really been trying to push the message that you need to you need to start preparing way early for transitions. So I, I do that through uh, you know a number of different efforts, but that's that's kind of my uh, my pastime and my passion for you know, helping out veterans make that transition out of uniform into the private sector. Tell us some of the challenges that transitioning veterans are facing. Well, I'd say the biggest challenge really is figuring out what you want to do after your time in uniform. So that's a that's a question that all of us tend to struggle with in our final years of service. Like, what do I want to do next? Uh, You know, and then that's followed by things like where do I want to live and how much money do I need to make to maintain my lifestyle? So it's sort of all all those you know different factors, those different equations in there, kind of swimming around. You got to figure all that stuff out as you're as you're planning your exit. But um, figuring out what you want to do is kind of the biggest challenge because you really have the choice of doing something similar to what you did in uniform, you know, and taking those skills with you into the private sector. So if you were a pilot or a intelligence analyst for 20 plus years, you know, you can very easily you know, translate those skills. If you want to do something completely different than what you did in uniform, that's okay too. But just understand that, that for a lot of folks, that that is a big challenge to overcome because you've got real world experience, but you don't have industry experience. So if you were uh, an infantryman and you want to go into IT or like business development like me, you know, that's kind of a big leap. You got to figure out what your your skill gaps are. Maybe you got to, you know, earn some certifications or go back to school and get another degree or get some, uh, you know, industry experience through a Gilbridge program or volunteer works or any any number of things to kind of catch you up to where your your peers would be at. That's really kind of the big, the big challenges you're getting out. So figuring out what you want to do and then translating your skills into something that industry understands and can appreciate. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think lots of us who have never had to experience those challenges or have family members that had to don't truly know what uh, transitioning veterans are facing. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you, like some people, like I said, if you want to get out and do something completely different, a buddy of mine was a Green Beret for you know, 20 years. And he decided he wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> so he went off to dental school for four years. And now he's uh, practicing uh, dentistry here. You know, the, the, the world is your oyster. You can literally do anything you want, but you really have to start 
planning that early on. If you want to make, you know, the, the, the bigger the, the gap is in your skills, the, the, you know, the, the more of an uphill climb it is uh, before you as you're getting out. But nothing's impossible. Yep, absolutely. So I understand you're a volunteer for Project Transition USA. Tell us a bit about what this organization does and how you're involved. One of the first things I did after I got my retirement packet approved was uh, I was down in Tampa on TDY. I was doing like a game down there at, uh, at McDill Air Force Base. And one of my buddies uh, said, hey, he was getting out as well. So he's like, come join me in this uh, Project Transition USA workshop. They t- uh, teach you how to use LinkedIn. I'm like, well, I'll hang out with you. Okay, sounds good. So I, I, I've never been on LinkedIn at the time. I didn't really know what uh, what its purpose was or how it could help me. But anyway, I sat in this this workshop on a Friday all day, creating my pro- LinkedIn profile in the back of the class, un- unlocking the uh, the magic of LinkedIn. That is really the mission of Project Transition USA. So that was five years ago for me that I first sat in that workshop. And ever since, I've been volunteering when I can to help them, help instruct in the classes, help sponsor uh, the courses when they run them. So my company, Avantis, has sponsored a couple of these already. I teach about 40 folks at a time per workshop. And they've been doing this for over 10 years now. So about 5,000 people have gone through that workshop you know, and wow. learned to, to use LinkedIn to help them you know, transition out and to, to network and to find great careers. So it's uh, it's really a fantastic tool. Well, that's amazing. That's something else that you don't often think about is, you know, when you're in service, you don't have to use LinkedIn and, and Glassdoor and all these different services to find jobs because you are in your jobs. No, that's that's right. And, mm-hmm. and you know, depending on what your job is in the military, like a lot of the fields like, you know, special operations and, intel- and intelligence, you're really highly discouraged from being on any sort of social media platforms. For a lot of folks, this is their, you know, their first, First time being on social media when they when they um, when they're in their transition phase, they have to learn how to use it, uh, learn how to market themselves with LinkedIn and other tools as well. So it really it, it really is uh, different from what what folks in the uniform are used to because for twenty plus years or however long you, you served, you were just assigned to places. You didn't have to uh, interview for your jobs. You know you were sent uh, you know were assigned to places. You know set of skills there besides the networking is uh, you know learning how to interview for jobs. Writing a resume, uh, negotiating your salary—like none of that is stuff you had to worry about when you're in uniform. But you have to worry about it now, and those are are life skills you need for a career after the military or multiple careers. Because a lot of people will end up switching every couple of years, so you got to dust that resume off and and those uh, interviewing skills again. So they'll they'll continue to use those over and over again. But you have to be taught those things. Absolutely. And, I, and I'd love to dive into more about how that's impacting transitioning veterans. But I'd also like to ask how you helped found Task Force Pineapple, which is now known as Operation Recovery. Uh, what's the mission behind that organization? So the, so back in August, when Afghanistan uh, started to collapse after the U.S. Uh, military and the diplomatic folks left, one of my buddies called me. Yeah, I served with him in 2010, so 11 years prior to that, in Afghanistan. At that time, we were working on the Village Stability Operations Program, which uh, we were both project officers um, helping to implement this across Afghanistan. But it was uh, special forces teams in remote villages to help the villagers stand up against the Taliban and Al Qaeda. Fast forward 11 years, he he calls me up as all this as everybody's watching this unfold in in Afghanistan, and he's like, "Hey, we got." Some of the folks we know are being hunted by the Taliban. We need to get them out. Can you give us? Can you help me out? I'm like, of course. So we, you know, I started uh, helping uh, to build a, a network of of other 
special operations folks and concerned citizens, basically, that, that had served in Afghanistan before and, and had folks that they wanted to get out as well. A lot, a lot of them were uh, former Green Berets, but we also had State Department folks as well, spouses. We had congressional staffers helping us out. So we had this really kind of a hodgepodge of concerned citizens to help uh, bring resources and to get these Afghans into the airfield at the time. So at the time, they were evacuating people out of uh, Hamad Karzai International Airport, right? So we were kind of directing them which gate to go to and giving them information on the ground, like where the the Taliban checkpoints were. And we were doing all this through encrypted communications. So it was a lot of sleepless nights at the first couple of nights that all this started happening. And we got somewhere around 700 plus people out before the the suicide bombing at the airport that that took the lives of uh, 13 U.S. service members. And then after that, it was really tough going, uh, getting anybody out. So, So we kind of switched from, you know, actively getting folks onto the airfield and getting them flights. Now we, we knew we had to dig in for the long haul and start doing all the paperwork we needed to uh, to get people manifested in case additional flights became available, getting people their, their visa paperwork in order. It's heartbreaking because the families are sending you their for photos of their little kids, you know, that are probably two and three years old. And it's like, ugh. I mean, it's, heart, it's really heart, heart-wrenching. You know, our friends are still trying to get out of Afghanistan. So that work continues today to this day. So we're supporting them with money drops and with you know safe passage and visa applications, that sort of thing. And then once they're in country, we're giving them support as well, finding them jobs. And it's a long haul, an exhaustive effort, but you've got a lot of great folks doing great work to continue to help our, our partners over there. Wow. So you've kind of included not only helping U.S. military members transition, but also foreign nationals that are our allies transition as well, it seems like. That was something we really felt compelled to do and and everybody else that was involved. You don't leave a fallen comrade behind. That's just one of those values that they instill in you in the military. These are folks that, that were loyal to us, you know, over the last 20 years. And we just felt like we needed to do everything we could for them to get them out. Got to continue to keep in touch with those families and let them know that they're not being forgotten. It's clear to imagine the impact that this is making in the lives um, of the people that it is helping. But um, tell us a bit about how both of these organizations are, um, you know, changing and helping the lives of of veterans and, and our allies. With Project Transition USA, you know, the focus is really on helping veterans find meaningful work after their military career. That camaraderie, that sense of purpose. When you're out of uniform, a lot of folks kind of lose that, that sense of purpose. So I think it's really important for them to find something that they can really get up every day and, and just be happy to go to go to work and find that meaningful employment in their lives. Our mission really is to find meaningful work, find something that you would want to stick with. A lot of vets, when they get out, they'll they'll change jobs uh, or they don't know what they want uh, right away and they change their minds. For the most part, after about that two to three year mark, that's when they kind of lock lock in what they like. And then the employment rate, employment numbers get get way better. And that that's promising. So, but it's that that sort of initial J curve when the first year or two when folks get out, they're they're trying to figure it out. So we're trying to close that gap trying to, to give them the tools they need to to get the right job, to network with the right folks, and to ask the right questions so that they get closer to the target the first time. Task Force Pineapple and the Operation Recovery. I know a, a lot of veterans saw what was happening in Afghanistan, the, the, you know, the first few days there, looking for a way to help, regardless of their connection, that they, they wanted to do something and give back. Task Force Pineapple wasn't the only group doing this. There were a number of different uh, 
organizations that started, uh, you know, coalescing with, you know, veterans and other volunteers for the same purpose. And a lot of those groups kind of coordinated their efforts together too. So it's not like we're in competition with each other. We all have the, the same goal in mind. I understand Advantage Federal is also showing its uh, support in various ways with these causes. I know there's a, a last out movie showing and charity event happening. Uh, so can you share a bit about, about that and Advantage Federal's involvement? Yeah, absolutely. And this is kind of where it all uh, all these things start to come together with uh, the, the, the folks that I knew in Afghanistan, the folks that involved with Task Force Pineapple. So one of the main drivers of uh, Task Force Pineapple, the, the guy I mentioned, who's a f- fellow Green Beret I served with in Afghanistan, after he retired, he helped folks that were struggling with their with their service, you know, after they got out of uniform. He wrote this play called Last Out and has an all-veteran troupe that traveled around the country performing this play that really does a fantastic job of showing the cost of war. And his final moments, you know, he gets uh, hit by an IED and his, uh, the play is his, li- is his life flashing before his eyes and, and all the unresolved issues that he's leaving behind, you know, with his, with his wife and his kid back home and his, the Afghan allies that he befriended and his, his chain of command. So all these things um, come to a head in, in a fantastic story that really shows um, kind of the emotional impact of, of a service. It's, and it's not just Green Berets, it's, you know, everybody, but the, the, the special forces folks, especially that were working very closely with the Afghans, you know, at the village level. Um, I think they have it especially rough seeing Afghan, Afghanistan collapse the way it did and seeing all their, um, the people they work with just being, being chased down by the Taliban and, and you know, calling and texting and, uh, you know, begging for help, trying to get them out. So this play, which has now been turned into a movie, we will be screening this movie called Last Out, Elegy of a Green Beret at the Tampa Theater during Sophic week. So that's going to be on uh, May the 17th, the evening of May the 17th at the Tampa theater, you know, hundred year old, beautiful theater, um, great venue for this. And it's going to be a charity event. So all the tickets, all the money from the uh, tickets, we're going to go straight to several of the local charities there that support veterans causes, um, including the special operations warrior foundation, project transition USA, the hero's journey, which is the group that puts on this, this play. And then the movie, and then the uh, Task Force Pineapple slash Operation Recovery Group and uh, giving them the resources they need to, you know, until can, we can get them out of country. Um, Avantis is sponsoring this. We've got a lot of partners in it, a lot of uh, partner companies that are uh, donating items for a silent auction. So all that money raised from that as well will go to these charities too. So we're, we are super excited about this. I hope to see as many folks uh, as we can uh, during Sophic Week at this, uh, at this event. Oh, wonderful. Will you be involved um, with the event? Yeah, I am involved in this event. So we've got a, uh, a small team of folks that are really um, passionate about putting on a great a great evening for everybody. So um, I'm just one of a few that are uh, helping out. It, it is a fun project and it's a, a lot of work and I hope it pays off in the end, but I, I think it's going to be a great night. And that, you know, just before we close, uh, I'm sure lots of our audience can relate to this next question. In your opinion, I mean, considering the government contracting industry is full of veterans that are now supporting the government from the other side of the sector, including yourself. Why is it so important that GovCon do its part and support veterans and, and give back and, and really emphasize these kinds of causes? A lot of veterans will end up going into the defense industry. That's where they're comfortable and uh, they want to continue to serve in a different capacity. It's very important for these companies to sort of foster that you know, relationship with the, with the veteran community reach out to them, you know, help employ these folks. Like you said, many of them are, have uh, 
veteran employees already. So you know, my, my suggestion is that they empower those folks to help the recruiting teams and their marketing teams. They're sort of the face uh, to their organization when it comes to recruiting other veterans. So they can help translate you know, the kind of culture they're going to be moving into, you know, why, why their particular company is going to be a great fit for them. Veterans that serve in these companies, they understand you know, what it takes to depend on a piece of equipment that's being produced by these companies or a service or something because their lives depended on that. So nobody knows better than what they do, uh, how important it is to, to give our military the best equipment, the best training, the best services possible so that all of them can come home and have the best shot at coming home with, uh, with all their fingers and toes, right? How can others in industry get involved with the work that you and Aventus are doing? They can absolutely join us for the last out event if they're attending Sophic. We love to have them, you know, get tickets for the event and attend. If you're a industry company that wants to donate a item for the silent auction, we'll also make that information available on social media, how they can do that as well. Looking for more partners in that. And of course, Vanus has several different veterans groups that meet regularly, and we do uh, help us select uh, scholarship winners for a veteran scholarship fund that the company sponsors. The company also uh, is really great about matching uh, contributions and, and donations to veterans groups uh, that people in the company make too. They've just been great about uh, supporting veterans' causes across the board, and they continue to do that with the, with the Ukraine efforts as well going on right now. A lot of vets are walking around the halls here. So it's, it's great to have that kind of support from the company and to support veteran causes and to get just recruit great people into the company and keep them coming in and keeping that. Because, you know, veteran, veterans can do a lot for the company. They bring a great culture, great outlook and a great work ethic. You know, hire veterans whenever you can into your company because they will do a great job for you. Well, Kirk, thank you so much for the work that you and Adventus Federal are doing to support our military veterans transitioning and including those impacted by our withdrawal from Afghanistan. And thank you, of course, for joining me today and sharing all that with us. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on.